0: Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. This is the first in a series of five podcasts dealing with the Veterans Treatment Court program here in Hillsborough County, Florida. In this podcast host Bill Hodges has a conversation with the Sheriff of Hillsborough County, Chad Cronister. Bill and Sheriff Cronister highlight the actions of county law enforcement as it feeds veterans into this special program. We hope that if a program of this nature is not in your area, you will bring this podcast to the attention of those with the power to institute it. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges.
1: Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. You know, two years ago, and it seems like it was just yesterday, we did a series on the Veterans Court, starting out with someone who gets The veterans to begin with that are going to be going through the court. And that's our sheriff, Sheriff Chad Cronister. Here in Hillsborough County, we're really excited because he and I had talked about this being a national program when we first talked. And now the program, due to the work of Gus Ballaricus and Charlie Christ as a bipartisan effort in Congress. And of course, with the prodding of DJ Rias, who was busy with veterans all day long, every day. We've made this a national program. And I suspect there are people from all over the country calling Sheriff Cronister, asking, how are you doing this and what are you doing? Sheriff Cronister. so good to have you on the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having. I know two years has gone past. I feel like we've lost some of our life due to the pandemic, but excited. You know, before we're sitting here telling you about the vision that I had and and the direction it was going, and some of that got put on hold because of COVID. So now to get back on your show and talk about some of the great things and some of the progress that we've made and how we're building upon that success. Excited to be here, Bill. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, people don't realize I'm doing this by Zoom which allows me to see you uh, and to be honest with you, if everybody could see the enthusiasm on this man's face for this subject, they'd be convinced immediately it was something important. Well, you know
2: that uh, helping our veterans is something near and dear to my heart. I, I have shared this story with you before. My grandfather, a World War II vet, raised me. My dad wasn't around, and he raised me. I'm, I'm the man, the person, the husband, the father I am because of him. I wanted to be like him. I, I knew I wanted to be involved through some type of service, and I didn't know. And, and, and luckily, with the help from God, it, it, it helped lead me to be a deputy sheriff almost 31 years ago.
1: And, and also, let's not forget, a hardworking single mom Yes, that that, that did her is, best.
2: That is for sure. I can't ever, ever do an interview without talking about mom. I talked to her on the way to work this morning and uh, she still works. She still won't, she still won't stay at home, but working three jobs to make sure my sister and I had what I needed. So when I say my grandfather and grandmother truly raised me, they did. I was raised by a veteran and I'm extremely proud of that. And, and I knew when I became sheriff, we needed to do more, more as a community, more as a country. We needed to do more to help our veterans. They face a unique set of circumstances, because everything that they endure to make sure that we have the liberties and freedoms that we have. And I don't think that there's a ceiling or enough that we can do to help our veterans. So again, I'm excited to be here. And you're right.
1: uh, You want to talk about putting a smile on my face? Let's talk about helping our veterans. Now, let's talk about veterans coming into your facility. And we'll expand on that. But when a veteran is arrested for whatever. And he comes into your facility. What happens? Yeah, well, a veteran is immediately given priority
2: access to every program we have, whether it's addiction treatment or our mental health program. If they volunteer and want to go into our veterans pod, it's 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 just a. Uh, uh, familiarize everybody again we have a pod that are just for our veterans um they have their, they have a cot there's some murals on the wall and I still have to get you down there build a show to <laughs> and, and i want to come believe please, you. please please do and then a flag of service for whatever branch you know again you see that sense of pride when they come in they immediately go back to to that sense of pride we're, we're, regardless of whatever adversity they have faced since leaving the service we can take them back we want to restore that sense of pride get them the those programs, whether it's how to balance a checkbook, whether it's getting them healthy, get them some counseling to help them, even group counseling, along with other veterans, where they can talk about those unique challenges that they that they all face from, from their service to our country.
1: You, you mentioned last time that how to balance a checkbook was being taught by an inmate.
2: It actually is. We encourage the inmates, I say inmates, our veterans who find themselves in, in our facilities. To get involved, you know, who better to teach these programs than than their fellow brethren who were were that, that served with them? So, if they're familiar with the topic, we want them to discuss, and they read the instructional material that that, that we have, and they show good proficiency, we let them teach the class. It's it, it's it's even better. Uh, it, it makes them stronger and help, and it makes the group stronger.
1: You know, many of these people are coming into your facility with mental and and physical problems. Uh, related to drugs and things, PTSD, when they come into your facility, you know, you talk about pod, but for those that don't understand that, that's a new word for cell block. Correct. That's a housing. But it's a lot nicer.
2: It's a lot nicer. It's more open. It's almost, it reminds me of like going to Tampa International Airport House. It's all open. It's not individual there the they have we have cells but it's meant for them to, to be out in open area so they're in this open area in the veterans pod there are no cells it's totally open it's their beds and then the place where they meet uh, their rec yard and again you I told you I think I mentioned this before if you our, our jails pretty uh, pretty clean I'm I'm very happy when you go into the veterans pod uh, this housing unit you can eat off the floor and it is absolutely
1: meticulous Looked like a dorm room to me when I, when I saw the pictures you sent to me of it.
2: That's what it looks like. I tell you what, I keep telling you this. I got to get you down there. I really want you to come see it for yourself and experience and talk to some of the veterans who are part of the program. I mean, you think about this when you talk in terms of number. In the last two years, 420 veterans have gone through this program. That's 420 people's lives that we're able to positively influence and help. 112 of them have completed all eight weeks the, the this intense program that we have wow. and graduated. So I mean, I'm just uh, I'm ecstatic of the the numbers and the influence, the positive influence that we're helping, and and I can't wait to talk about Operation Barnabas and and I don't know if you're familiar. No, with I'm that not familiar with
1: that, but what is it?
2: That's a veterans organization that's up in North Florida. And what they do is a lot of charity work. They're privately funded. Hopefully that'll change, but they take a lot of our veterans. So now we have a relationship with them. There was a a veteran that was in our pod that was really struggling, was alienated himself from his entire family, his children, his, his wife, his parents. He comes in, he gets the help he needs with the counseling. He gets the drug treatment, addiction treatment that he needs. He gets out and Operation Barnabas reached out to him. They become familiar with his story and they take him. He is now clean. He is now sober. He now works for Operation Barnabas. And I'll give you an example of what they're doing. When the tornadoes touched down up in Kentucky and destroyed everyone's home, this group picked up, became mobile, went up there. Now our veterans, who once used to be inmates, are up there with other veterans and they started rebuilding individuals' housing. They started putting roofs back on uh, houses to get people back into their homes. This is the kind of group that we're working with that are veterans. They just took two more uh, a week ago and took them up there and they'll go wherever the need is, wherever it is. It could be in Florida or across the country. They're going to help other individuals in need. They're faith-based, they're charity-based and they're veteran-based.
1: Probably one of the most proud organizations that that I have the privilege of supporting. What about those that are still here that need help with drugs or addiction or things of that nature? Uh, are you able to help them with that? We
2: are, and, and when I started, I, I was—we got off topic. Any veteran, well, this is all fine. If any veteran that comes into any service that we provide gets priority access to to whatever their need may be. We have the only state certified drug treatment rehabilitation center detention facility right here in Hillsborough County. So they're going to the front of the line to get the help that they need on top of the counseling that they're getting across the, the, the total spectrum, regardless of what it may be. So one hundred percent. It doesn't matter. We talked about this before. We're going to make them healthy. If, if one of our diversion programs and drug treatment court or uh, uh, veterans court, I should say, doesn't catch you in your safety net and you find yourself in our detention facilities, we're going to heal you. If you're willing to get the help that you need, we're going to make you healthy. Then we're going to get you educated. And then we're going to teach you that vocational trade that I've talked about that program before. Again, they get the priority access to that, too, whether it's our automotive program where they're getting these ASC certifications, the welding program, the forklift operator. We're getting ready to start a new electrical contractor program. If one of those programs interests them they're going along with our culinary arts program our daily jail population fluctuates between 2800 and 3200 people that's our daily jail population wow then that's low bill that number sounds staggering everyone estimated in 2020 2021 it would be 10 to 15000 numbers that's why we have two detention facilities Luckily, that hasn't matriculated and we are able to keep crime down, able to get people the help they need. So we're not jailing people. We're fixing people. We do jail people. We have some bad people that sure. will victimize this community. And my job is to make sure that that doesn't happen. We put them in a special place. But people like our veterans who just need the help and the treatment they need, we're getting that. Uh, they're getting out. We had a veteran that left that had 12 ASE certifications, which we're working with Morgan Auto Group, a lot of a lot of local dealerships here. They're hiring them right out. They came in toward the facility. They're hiring them as soon as they leave the facility. They're getting out of the detention facility, making $60,000, $70,000 a year to, to go do something that's attracted to them. So, not only are they healthy, now they're getting gainful employment and they're reintegrating. That uh, the veteran Jordan Brimlow that I talked about, his mom still, still sends me a message. He texted me the other day. His wife got pregnant when he was out and he had to come back to finish up some of his sentence and get back out. And he just sent me a, a picture of his newborn son, oh. and, you know, and, and with a with a grateful, heartfelt message that he's out, he's reintegrated back with his family, he's healthy, he's still continuing his counseling. And Operation Barnabas does that. Not only do they volunteer their work, they continue with their counseling to keep them healthy. So these are the types of relationships that we need to continue to establish to make sure sure that our veteran has that opportunity, that same opportunity to have success, whether it's gainful employment or that same opportunity to be loved by their family members because they're integrated back with their family.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that I want people to see is why the veteran treatment court has less than a 10% recidivism rate when the average rates in Florida are anywhere from 37 to 70, depending on which court you're in. And in this instance, this is the seed corn, if you will, for the program. What you're doing in order for them to be able to take it further, either through the prosecutor's office or through through the, uh, yeah, the public defender's
2: public office. Public defender.
1: Yeah,
2: our public defender Julie Holt's been a great partner through this, and her philosophy and approach is fixing people too. So again, this is been a great partnership to see the benefit that it's had, along with Judge Shanti that oversees our veterans corps, who's a veteran himself. We couldn't have someone that's more passionate and has a bigger heart when it comes in terms of trying to, to help our veterans. He's so He's
1: actually a serving officer right now. He's still doing his duty to the country because I just talked to him and he was in Missouri doing reserve duty there. This guy really has it when it comes to vets. He understands them. He's been in places like Peluja and other places. He knows what it's they're facing.
2: Yeah, he defines the right person for the right job. And, and he's the right person for that job. And again, our veterans in our country and the Tampa Bay community benefit tremendously because of him and the criminal justice partners that we have that also have a passion for helping our veterans.
1: I would be remiss if I did not point out that you have an active program, if I'm not wrong, and things have changed. To hire veterans
2: Thank you for bringing that up I have it here on my notes and you, you beat me to the punch you're always such a great interviewer. 100% every year we continue to receive award and it's not about the accolades but receive award for the number of vets that we hire we concentrate heavily because it's such an easy transition from a military organization to a paramilitary when it comes in terms of um, organizational structure. They transition so easily. It, it, it's And they already have a passion. They already know what it's like to, to accomplish any type of goal because of a team. So they work great in a team environment. And the list goes on and on and on why they're such a great fit for law enforcement and especially the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. So we recruit heavily at the, at the different bases. We try to get them ahead of time. Before they start processing out, they're going to have a visit from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. And I don't care if it's in our mechanical, if it's in our engineering department, if it's one of our AC or electrical. Law enforcement, accounting, it doesn't make a difference to me what the career path may be. It's trying to hire that veteran. Listen, they're they are not easily rattled. They don't mind working whatever the hours are. They don't care what the environment is. They've proven they can work in any environment. And again, that they can accomplish any goal because they work so well in a team. And that's what the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office is. So we continue to put lot of interest and make a ton of capital investment in trying to make sure that this sheriff's office hires veterans regardless of where they're coming from and that's here in the Tampa Bay area that's here in the state of Florida and that's outside the state of Florida too. a veteran be hard pressed and I say veteran active military would a member service member would have a hard time logging on to social media without seeing hey listen there's an opportunity for employment here at the sheriff's office let's carry on that passion for service you have do it here in Tampa I think one of the greatest places in the in the country not the world to live.
1: Well, Hillsborough County is great. And you talked about it's not for the accolades. You know, your Crystal Clark, your public relations officer is great. She really does a wonderful job. But you're not a TV sheriff. You're not one who goes and looks for the press. You'll always be there for us. But unlike so many people that I see on the news with their 14 stars on their shoulders and everything, uh, that's not the way you operate. It's much quieter and you get things done. I, I, I
2: want my actions to speak for itself. I, I never thought I wanted, I never wanted to be a photo op guy, you know, to go to show up. And, and, and again, I, I don't want to be on the news all the time where when you see me on the news, you just change the channel or, go to, <laughs> or turn the volume down because like, man, I'm tired of hearing from this person. I'm going to be on the news. And Crystal does a great job uh, of putting me on the news when they should hear from the sheriff. When should they hear from the sheriff? When do they need to hear from the sheriff? When is it important enough that they need to hear from the sheriff that we're safe, that we're okay, that we're fixing something, that we made a mistake, whatever the, whatever the rhetoric may be, that's when I want to be in front of the cameras to make sure that people know that, hey, listen, I'm the sheriff, I'm here, we're okay, and that we're going to get through this, whatever the circumstance may be.
1: Well, I'm sure glad you're here with me today. I'm Bill Hodges. This has been Veterans Corner Radio. My guest has been Sheriff Chad Cronister, Sheriff Hillsborough County, talking about what they are doing to help our veterans and getting them ready to go through the various levels for those that go to veteran treatment court. There'll be several more broadcasts on that. Sheriff Cronister, thanks so much for being with me. Thank you, Bill. God bless you. God bless everyone who takes care
2: of our veterans. Have a great and wonderful day.
1: You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll talk to you very soon again on Veterans Corner Radio.
0: You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio podcasts.